in China podcast, where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. Yes, this is episode eighty-six of the Two I Ticks in China. I'm Holly, and I am Nora. You know what I did for the first time today, Holly? No, tell me what did you do? So I've been in China for nearly eight years,、mm-hmm. and the, for the first time, I bought one of those hard-boiled eggs. That's like in the rice cooker on the side of the road,、mm. and it's like slightly cracked and is floating in some kind of brown, undescript liquid. Oh, yeah. And what was the flavor like? How did it compare with your average boiled egg? Yeah. So usually, I always I just kind of look at those sitting in the rice, like floating in the rice cooker, and I'm like, ooh, no, yeah, that's, that's my thing. <laughs> yeah. I I thought it was gonna taste like something sweet, like tea, like a sweet tea, because、oh. they do like to throw a bit of sweetness True. True. where I think sometimes it doesn't belong. <laughs> yeah, you and a lot of other people, I think. <laughs>、um, but no, you know, it tasted like it was floating in some kind of a brothy, like meat,、oh. meaty brothy. I was thinking it was like a brine. That's what I imagined it to be. Yeah,、like、salt. So it would give it like a salty, maybe a. Sour sort of flavor, but I've never had one of those.、Either. It wasn't sour at all. It was kind of like it had been floating in like a beef or pork soup. Oh, well, that sounds pretty good to it me. It was pretty good. I was、Eggs、surprised. Eggs floating in beef soup. Yeah, because I asked、I'll、for an、that. egg, and the like the last time when he gave one to me, he asked me like, "Oh, do you want plain or you know blah blah blah,、mm-hmm. but this time he just gave me one of those." And so I was like, I don't really want this, but、eh, I don't want to put up a fuss for like this <laughs> egg that costs like one kwai. And so I just tried it, and it was actually surprisingly really good. Nice. So it just goes to show you, even if you've been in China for a long time,、mm-hmm. continue to try stuff. Absolutely, yeah. I also did a first thing, a thing that I've never done here before. But yours is a positive thing, and mine's a negative. <laughs> And I'm sort of embarrassed to admit this. So every morning I take the bus to work, and for some reason this morning I was like so distracted that I missed my stop. Oh no! <laughs> and I ended up at Huanggang Port. <laughs> oh no! But、yeah. well, actually, I was like, oh damn! Like now I've got to go all the way to the port and wait for ages for the bus. But I hopped off the bus, I got onto the other bus, and we came all the way back round. Well, the bus that I get to work、um, stops. On one side of a really main, like a major road, and then you have to go all the way on like this overpass, like up some stairs, across the road, and down, and into the building. Whereas I think I only probably, even though I went all the way to the port that takes you to Hong Kong, <laughs> actually I think I only probably lost like five minutes of time. Oh, so, not bad. Yeah, although I was really angry with myself for making such a stupid mistake. But you've never、uh, done that before. You're、no. saying this is the first time you've yeah, ever done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man! If I had a dollar for every time my <laughs> husband fell asleep, no, I I do pretty good. I've done、yeah. it on the metro more often, where I've gotten on the wrong, like the metro、oh, going、I've、the wrong、that. direction. Because <laughs> you're not, you know, like you're on autopilot,、yeah. and when you're doing it every day, you're just not. You don't even look at the sign because、yeah. you're like, oh no, I'm going this way, and you forget where you where you, where you are, and you think, oh, I'm, I'm I need to get the train on the left side, yeah, because that's at another train station. That's where you get the train, but. Exactly,、yeah. but I have often had a time, especially when we had first started dating. Zlato lived on one end of the city, and I lived on the other, and it was an hour and a half to get to、That's、each other's places. That's commitment for you. Yeah, <laughs> it was for real. <laughs> and if, like so many times, he would call me, so I'd be waiting for him to come over,、mm-hmm. and I, he would call me like. An hour later, an hour later than he was supposed to be, and he was like,、uh, "I'm at the train station." So he had just fallen asleep on the bus and taken yeah, it all the way all to the, the end way. of the run. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, I've never fallen asleep on a bus though、uh, in China. All right. Yeah, in, in China. Yeah, I don't think I've fallen asleep, but I, I've, I've done some snoozing. Yeah. Yeah. They're so rickety though. Yeah, they are. I mean, still, so bouncy. If I've just. Like if I jump on a bus and I've, but especially like when I first got here and I was work, I was working like lords and、mm. doing work. You know, you when you're a teacher, you you do early, like you start early, and I would get on the bus at like five o'clock and just sort of like snooze. <laughs> nice. Yeah. 
<laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's. Uh, I've got a review for us actually, and oh. this is for from For Real Forever, <laughs> uh, and they say uh, fascinating for the first time visitor. Uh, um, I'm only in Beijing for two weeks, um, but came here completely China clueless. Have listened to about a dozen episodes and learned a ton more than I ever would have simply been a tourist. Um, it has helped me uh, practically too, like dealing with cues and getting more aggressive, pushing forward than I ever would have at home. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> oh, so we're teaching people to be aggressive in cues. <laughs> well, if there's one thing you can get from this podcast, good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, thank you very much for the review. We yes. really, really appreciate it. It's thank really nice. Um, we have another a comment from Julia, and she commented. Uh, she got in touch with us um, a little while back, and she sort of told me a little bit about herself. On she messaged us through our Facebook page, and she. Uh, I, I kind of like asked her, you know, where where are you where are you living in China? So basically, she she told us a little bit about her Chinese story, which is uh, really cool. So she says, um, I arrived in China seven years ago um, for one year. We all know that feeling <laughs> to learn Chinese in Nanjing, and then decided to st- settle in China for good after graduation uh, in France uh, five years before. Four, I think. Since then, I've been working and living um, a young, li- a young professional life with the idea that I would go back to France in the near future. After two years in my company, I was getting bored and decided it was time to go uh, for me to go home to settle and to find a husband and I have a family. Uh, after two weeks in my new job in France, uh, I had a bur- I had a burnout. Re- uh, I had a burnout. Sorry, realizing that this was not what I wanted to do at all. I quit my new job and took the time to look back on my years in China and realized that I had uh, I had been uh, actually building my life there, uh, my guanxi, my friends, my identity. Because when you live in China, you never take the time to ask yourself, "Am I building my life? Uh, I am. Li- uh, am I living my life, or who am I becoming during these years?" Because your life uh, in your little bubble, and one day you'll go back home, back to reality. But actually, my reality was China. We talked a lot about this, haven't we? That we feel like we're kind of in a bubble. But Julia actually sort of, when she went back, she realised that her life was in China, which is which is kind of awesome. So I decided to come back for good and settle for a long time. Uh, to do so, I'm back to basics. One year of intensive Chinese at the university to re- reach HSK five. Good luck, Julia. Really, mm. uh, really great. Um, to be able to say I'm an expert in my working field in China and. Uh, on on the subject of China. However, every day when I'm writing my characters, I'm asking myself the qu- same question: uh, Am I not going to regret this life choice if I end up um, at 32 years years old and I'm single without a boyfriend? Uh, because at the um, at the top of what um, you girls have been saying about being single in in China, um, I still want to have a husband, and family at some point. Um, she says she she doesn't want to just settle. Um, so time, she says, so time will give me the answer. Um, but I really hope that I'll uh, be able to have a good professional career and a family. Um, I discovered your podcast when looking on my phone for updates about China lifestyle. Um, after coming back to China, um, as being a student now and all my friends working during the daytime, I spend most of my time on my bicycle going from place to place with my Chinese books listening to you girls. You're my new best friends in my new China life and I miss you when I don't have time to listen to you for one day. <laughs> Thank you for making me laugh, for supporting me in my life choice. You make me want to keep uh, keep on going, learning Chinese and live in China because it's really worth it. Uh, so far, no questions from my side, just a big hug from Shanghai, uh, Julia. Oh wow! Isn't that a nice, uh, nice so story? Nice. But it's also lovely to hear that uh, we've sort of we're kind of supporting her uh, choice to live in China as oh, well. Oh, definitely, it's really nice, isn't it? definitely. Yeah. Oh, that's such a great post. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you Thank for you. that. Yeah, we, I think we had a sort of I had an email from uh, someone last week, uh, Nancy, and I she her sentiment towards the podcast but also kind of give me this really good feeling it makes us i don't know really realize that it's worth for us to go on because you know some you know we when we started the podcast we were really ne- we were nervous but we were also unsure about why we were doing it and like how long we were going to do it for 
And I mean, we're, this is episode eighty six, and it's you just keep on going. Yeah, it's a great feeling to know that you know you everyone's enjoying it. Everyone's enjoying listening to the podcast and yeah. getting something out of it as well. I mean, I hope that we're in some way entertaining, but that we're also we're also sort of teaching you about you know things about China that you didn't know. Mm. Special shout out to Michael Michelini, mm-hmm. who is yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. one of the really great um, entrepreneurs based out of Shenzhen, Hong Kong, and he is actually the one who pushed us to do this because I don't think either of us would have. Started a podcast on our own because neither of us are crazy about being out there. Yeah. Let's just say out there. Uh, and listening to your voice. Which is awful <laughs> feeling. <laughs> but anyway, he was the one who kind of was like, okay, you guys got to do it. Yeah. And just made us do it. And I'm so grateful because absolutely of things like this. I mean, this it sounds like we really encouraged her. And I really hope that there are other people out there, too, who are getting something of value from the show so thank yeah. you so much for writing in with that yeah story and i feel like i know her just yeah. from hearing all about because i mean it's similar paths like we have too yeah and yeah hsk5 so that's, that's great uh one rung from the highest level of chinese proficiency exam and mm-hmm. that's what i'm also so holly and i just took some hsk exams in the last month, and I'm also going to try starting for HSK5. Mm-hmm. Ah, so many Chinese characters to learn. That's like, that's what, 2,400 about? Something like Something that. Something like that. It's a lot. Yeah, that's words, isn't it? It's not characters, it's words. It's words, But yeah. it's still a lot, I mean, it's still a yeah. massive amount of stuff to learn. It's awesome. Yeah, which I don't know. Maybe it's about the similar amount of characters, though, too, because some of the words, you know, even if you you know one of the characters, you might not know the other. Yeah, I guess. But I imagine it, a lot of them are sort of like repeated over a while. On anyway, anyway, that's not, Mar- yeah. that's not even the point. Well, it's amazing. Like <laughs> it when is. you're learning Chinese in the beginning, you just feel like you're pushing this massive rock up a hill, <laughs> and you're just pushing it and pushing it, and you can't feel like you're making any progress. And then suddenly, like, now I'm actually, for the first time, starting to read, like, properly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still missing words, quite a few words, but at least I can get the gist when I'm reading a text, yeah. which is, I don't know, okay, it's taken me this long to get there, because I'm also not a very good student, like, in terms of, I don't sit and study ever, really. Yeah. I flip through my flashcards, maybe, on the app, but other than that, I'm not really very dedicated to the Chinese studies, but... Mm. It's such a nice feeling to finally see the progress and finally be able to communicate better in written Chinese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, it, like, if you want to see progress, I think taking an exam is, is a good idea. Mm. Like, it's not... You know, it's it's quite a simple process. You just apply online, turn up at the center, and, you know, it's... Obviously, it depends on the level, but it's I think it ranges from, like, 40 minutes to maybe two hours something, maybe. And it's like, you know, I think it's good to see, you know, to, to see where you're at with your, with your Chinese land. Yeah, and just give yourself a goal. Yeah, I mean, there's, too, yeah. there's people here who are just like in China for 20 years and never really learned Chinese. But the thing is, some people just not, they're just not bothered. Like, everyone's different, aren't they? I mean, I, I feel like if you're here for that long, you should be learning something. <laughs> Each to their own, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I have a news article. Uh, it's a little bit depressing, so just bear with me. Uh, so the headline is, Groom arrested for hiring 200 fake friends for wedding in China. Oh, this story oh. this story came from uh, China Wire, which is, uh, I don't think this is actually a site, but they have, um, you can subscribe to them on WeChat. And so basically this uh, is a groom in uh, Shanxi province, who was arrested on his wedding day after they discovered that 200, his all his guests, 200 of his guests, had actually been paid to be there. And so it, it turns out that um, they, basically the bride's family had asked, started to talk to the, the, the guests, and it turned out that no one knew, <laughs> no one knew the guy. And um, he had no family members. They were waiting... Um, to start the wedding ceremony and the bride was waiting for the, the groom's parents to arrive and they 
he was sort of making excuses saying, oh, they'll be here, they'll be here. And then I guess someone got suspicious and was like, what What the heck is going on here? Yeah, and they, then they called, they called the police. And then this huge story unravels. Um, basically, the, gu- the guy has swindled about uh, one and a half uh, million RMB from the, the family, the bride's family. Oh. Yep. He borrowed money. So they've known each other for three years. And so he borrowed money from the, f- the family to sort of, to start a business. And then he borrowed some more. Uh, oh no, he bought, he, I think he bought, he borrowed money for a, a car or something like that, or for a house. Um, but, uh, it actually turns out that this guy, not only was he, like, not who he said he was, but it turns out he was only 20 years old. Oh. Yeah. So. Which is not, he's not actually legal, le- like, of legal age to get married in China. You oh. need to be, I think it's 22 for a man. I think, is that right? I think so. I think that? 22 and then 23 for a girl. Yeah. Yeah, so he's, and he's just basically, like, he, he was just trying to take money. Because he, he was obviously never going to be able to get married to this girl, this poor woman who was, I don't know, I mean, I'm saying poor woman. I, I don't know how, he must have had other... They must have been suspicious about other things. How can you go I mean, for three years? He would have been seventeen when they met, then, right? Yes. Yeah. Still in high school. I mean, oh, maybe he wasn't in high school. I guess maybe he'd gone off to do his own thing. Hmm. Yes. Crazy, right? So the 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 guests allegedly said they'd been paid twelve dollars to show up uh, to show up and pretend to be his friends and family. Hmm. <laughs> and a meal. Twelve given they were given twelve dollars and a meal. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So there were most of them were just like students and taxi drivers, you know, people off the street basically. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So oh, wow. And he said the the girl, the woman the bride or the bride to be said she, she never realised she was never suspicious because they were in different social circles. So she never met any of his friends or family in three years. Wow. That just, I mean, that seems just weird to Yeah, me. it does seem really weird. Um, <laughs> the organizational skills that you need to pull off this kind of yeah. a heist is pretty impressive. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I can't, yeah, I can't decide whether it's, redi- like, just virgin on stupidity or, or actually, like, pretty, pretty smart. It reminds me of Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, right. The movie with uh, yeah. Tom Hanks. That's a great movie. Yeah. I really enjoy it. Super good. Just, like, con artist at a young age. That's not that we're though. not that we're condoning being a con artist. No, we're not. But you have to admit that it takes a, quite a bit of balls and brains to do something like that. Yeah, I mean, how does it? I'm I'm curious to know where he thought it was ever going to go because, although I suppose he had the money, well, I don't know what he did with the money. I don't I know whether he actually put it into a business or whether he just siphoned it off somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Weird, sneaky. Yeah. And then, can you arrest somebody? I mean, okay, of course her parents can press charges if he's borrowed money under false pretenses, right? But yeah. is it illegal to hire people to go to your own wedding? No, I don't think so, but he's been arrested on fraud charges. Mm. That, mm-hmm. that was the big thing that he's been arrested for. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, yeah, I guess you can't pay people to be your friends, can you, really? <laughs> This is, I mean, this kind of, I mean, this is quite an extreme, extreme sort of example of this kind of thing. But there are, I mean, especially on Taobao, and there are, there are um, platforms out there where you can hire girlfriends and boyfriends. Like we've heard stories about this, this happening, especially at Chinese New Year, where there's a lot of pressure for, um, a, you know, a woman or a man to to start to settle down, and so to sort of appease their family, they'll take a paid. <laughs> boyfriend or girlfriend back home with them mm-hmm. so yeah this yeah. is obviously very extreme so. <laughs> it's a new level yeah sure. it definitely is yeah oh but do you remember i think it was last year there was a story about a guy who done sort of a similar thing and he had about 20 girlfriends do you remember oh that? yeah and eventually got caught out because he had an accident or something and he ended up in hospital. Oh, and yeah. All and then, like, the girlfriends or turned was, up. Yeah. And, and he had children with some of them. He was allegedly married to a couple of them, but obviously not really married because, you know, 
Yeah. I mean, you find infidelity everywhere, but I feel like somehow in Asia, it's like, it's so common to have these men who have like a family on the mainland and a family in Hong Kong. Yeah, right. And then neither of them know about the other. Do you think so, par- partially some of that is like, some of it's slightly accept, like it's expected? And also, like, ignorance is bliss. Like, if you don't go looking for it, then you, you know, then you can be happy and not knowing that it's true. Mm -hmm. I think both of those things come into play. And also the... So, like, a lot of Chinese men are gone a lot on business. And so, I mean, because you could could question these women, like, how could you not know that they have another family in another, like, part of the country? But a lot of them, they're gone on business a lot a lot of the time anyways so you know and like pretty much all these massage parlors are fronts for brothels yeah i mean i suspect that even though um yeah these men are away on business and they're probably yeah they're probably having affairs and all kinds of things not everyone though we don't want to just say every you know every businessman who goes on you know but you know it's more acceptable socially yeah of course but i think that it's kind of also like the woman sort of okay with it too Mm-hmm. Maybe we, we've. I think we've talked a bit about this in the in other episodes where they just, you know, they're comfy. They've got uh, probably a really nice apartment or a house. They've got credit cards. They've got children. Those are the things that they really want. So they've got their friends. They can go out and enjoy. You know, enjoy themselves. They've got eyes to look after the kids if they want to go out. I mean, yeah, and the women generally. This is what I've seen and heard is that they tend to hide parts of the finances too so like the man may be hiding some of his love life and then the woman is like got some secret bank account where she's squirreling away money for i don't know what for a rainy day or just as her own security if something happens Mm -hmm. but so the woman never seems to know what's going on with the man's love life and the man never seems to know what's going on with the with all the finances Mm yeah yeah but i suppose with the in a place where, like, having, you know, in the past, like, having concubines and things like that was just acceptable. I guess it's, like, sort of hasn't really changed a whole lot, mm-hmm. in a way. Anyway. It's a lot more honest, I feel like, oh, than yeah, I'm sure. in the West, where it's like, there's only one person for you in the world, and that's your soulmate, and yeah. you need to find them, and if you don't, then you're screwed, and if he right. cheats on you, then your life is over, and, you know, like, it's so much pressure on finding this perfect romance and it's just not realistic. I mean, yeah. I am a romantic, but it, I, I understand that it's just not very realistic. Mm-hmm. So in a way, they're they're way more pragmatic than we are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so let's, um, let's listen to our question today. Um, and that comes from Patrick. Uh, so take it away, Patrick. Hey, Holly and Nora. This is Patrick. I'm Chinese and living in the U.S. right now. Um, first of all, I want to use this opportunity to thank you for sharing your insights about living in China. And also, congrats on Nora's new family member and Holly's marriage. I am actually also curious about if any American Chinese women still have to do it. I guess most of the people just don't have the guts to take the risk without do it. Anyway, here I have one question about names, actually. So, did anyone help you come up with your Chinese names before? Um, I'm using Patrick because a lot of people couldn't pronounce my name very well. When I was at school, every time I have to spend two or three minutes on teaching people how to pronounce my name. My name contains Yu, as in Yuzhou. English speakers seem very hard to pronounce you because there's no such sound in English. Can you also teach how to pronounce you from English speakers' perspective? Um, thank you so much and love your podcast and enjoy it a lot. See ya. Okay, got a couple questions wrapped up in yeah, this one. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. I don't even think we've ever touched on this before. Do you? Do you think we have? I don't, I don't think I don't, so. I don't remember. Um, first of all, thanks, Patrick, for sending in such mm. a great voicemail. It's yeah. so nice to hear from you and to and thanks for your congratulations for yes, both of yes, us. Yes, definitely. Thank you. 
Um, I wanted to first mention, maybe some of you out there didn't catch exactly what he was talking about towards the beginning of the message, was he was asking if um, Chinese-American women do... Or, Oh yeah, right. We, we've mentioned this before, haven't we? We've mentioned it, but you know, if you don't, if you don't, if you're not familiar with it, yes. or you don't speak Chinese. It doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> so when he when he said he asked to Chinese, do I wonder if American Chinese women do So this means yuezi um, means this month that, or I don't know if it's a month or forty days, but it's that amount of time. After you have a baby, that the woman has this like special regiment to like recover, mm-hmm. um, and this happens in other cultures, not just in China. But basically, they have some rules like the woman. I mean, in the if you're going very traditional, a lot of women don't do this today in China. But if you go very traditional, then you're not supposed to wash your hair right. for these forty days or shower. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to get up. You're supposed to just like lay down. Yeah. You're supposed to eat very specific like soups. soups yeah, yeah, they have like and fish. They have these like very specific diet. Um, there's a lot of things that you're not supposed to do, and it's just a way to recover after having a baby. It's like going to a spa mm-hmm. immediately after. That's my impression. Although I've never obviously never been to because most women will go to a specific like. I'm gonna call it a spa. Yeah, <laughs> a it's like a baby hotel spa. or something like that, and they have like nannies that are specifically trained for taking care of newborns. Yeah, and so it kind of gives the woman a chance to just recover Re- yeah. and relax and enjoy the baby instead of having to worry about all these other things like, oh, uh, she has to cook for herself and her family, mm-hmm. and oh, she doesn't know how to take care of the baby. You have like all this just. A wealth of knowledge from these other women who have dealt with all these newborns. So it's um, it's a really cool thing actually in China. Um, I like being able. They they were always really shocked to see me because as soon as Dahlia was maybe a couple days old, I was already walking around with her outside sure. and you know taking because I just need to get fresh air and yeah, out and about. But then. Yeah. I was getting kind of scolded by the neighbors, <laughs> like, oh, aren't you doing this yuezi thing? Like, how come you're not doing this yuezi? But I don't think, I mean, all Chinese, not all Chinese women do that, right? Pretty I much mean, all of them Because do that. I feel like, um, so my, my friend, she had her, both of her children in Hong Kong, and she definitely didn't do it, because she was in, she was back in China, and, and, you know, so how could she have done it? And she wasn't doing it, she was in her apartment. Well, you can do it in your apartment. Yeah, you don't you can, necessarily but she wasn't, have to I mean, go. she wasn't because she was out and about. Like, I, I mean, I know that she can't. Oh, okay. she can't have done it. Well, I think she's more of an exception from what I've mm, seen. Maybe. I mean, and the just the reaction of all of the people because there were also women that I saw in our building who were pregnant at the same time I was, and so we we're kind of like say hi yeah, to each sure. other and like kind of see how things were going with each other and. They they were also like shocked. Mm-hmm. So you did. Oh, we heard you didn't do this. We did. So, like, <laughs> and I I thought it was interesting that Patrick said like, oh, I I don't know if a uh, Chinese American woman would have the guts to uh, not do the yuezi thing because they see uh, it as like really daring not not to not do to it. do it to just like go head first into motherhood like that. Mm. It's a good question. I don't have an answer. No. I mean, maybe I would know if I lived in the U.S. Um, but I don't live there anymore, so I'm not sure what Chinese American women would do. I wonder. I wonder if it's like practical to do it. Like, I mean, although they probably wouldn't work. Oh, they might work. I mean, how? Because you don't get very long maternity leave, right? Oh, but you get at least a month. You do. Okay, fine. I think the shortest is like six weeks. Or okay, like that. which is so definitely really okay. short. But yeah, yeah, you could do it. Mm. Okay, so there's not. I mean. I don't know, I guess you could employ someone to help you with that, but that would probably be much more expensive. Oh, yeah, I I think it's more like whether or not your parents are there with you. Yeah. Probably a lot of them, they do have their parents there with them, though, because they tend to have babies Mm. relatively earlier. I mean, they like to have their babies before the age of 27, for sure. Yeah. And so you'd think that... Most of them not be financially independent to 
get themselves to like I'm just thinking a lot of these women who have Chinese American women who have babies in the U.S. if they're not born in the U.S. then I imagine they came over on their parents' money. Yeah, and so it's most likely that their parents would be there with them. I guess for the birth of the babies. Although, if you remember that story from last week with the the girl who had gone to America for education and then she'd gotten married and her parents were not happy about that. So, I don't know. I wonder if there are circumstances like that where the parents are just like, you're on your own, love. I'll bet you they would come <laughs> over for Probably a baby, Probably, just for that, yeah. They'd be just like, we're not happy with you, but we're going to look after you, baby. Yeah, they, like those people were shocked when I was in the hospital the night after I had the baby... And uh, there, I was in the room alone, mm-hmm. and they were just. I mean, I, we sh- we shared a room, but I didn't have because I sent my husband home to get some sleep. He needed to get some sleep, and so I was just there with the baby by myself. And they were just so shocked about that situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were nurses around and everything, but just the fact that I didn't have two sets of parents there my my parents and my husband's parents was a, such a shocker. Mm, I, f- I mean, I. On one hand, I'm sort of torn with this because on one hand, I think it's great you've got your family support to support you. You've got people there who know what they're doing. Like, I mean, if you if you're following the sort of Chinese method of of looking after a baby, um, that's great. But on one hand, I just feel like you sort of need to learn how to look after your own child. Like, okay, the you can pick it up after the thirty days or forty days, however long it is. I'm sure, but. I feel like you must sort of miss out on something there if if you basically don't look after your own child. And like the bo- their body like basically becomes property of the family kind of a thing. It was really um so the woman in the share sharing the room with me her like her milk hadn't come in after she had the baby. And so she's got like two sets of parents hovering around her and they had her like hooked up to the pump mm-hmm. with just like breasts exposed and like hooked up to the pump and then like they wouldn't let her Poor go to the thing. bathroom by herself so she like had to like pee in a bucket like next to the bed even though there was a bathroom two feet away so like these kind of things where they they just really really um mm. take ownership and that to that to me probably also just because I'm raised so differently that would drive me crazy. Yeah, but 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 par- I mean, it's it's known that parents and grandparents they're always gonna know better. Mm-hmm. Like, and you have to like respect your parents' wishes and just be like, okay, you you've had children, you obviously know what to do. So okay, fine, I'm just gonna go with it. I'm sure mo- women just most women just wouldn't even think to argue. Well, this can't be the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Just the same as with us, I suppose. If our par- if like if our moms or dads, you know, said, "Oh, well, this, you know, you should do it like this," when you think, "Okay, well, fine, you've had kids. I guess you probably know what you're talking about." <laughs> I don't know. I always question, even though like I have a good relationship with my parents mm-hmm. and I respect their opinion too, but I don't follow. No, not everything, of course, but you you know, you you sort of take, you still listen to them, right? Oh, yeah, You definitely. still respect what they say and think, okay, well, I'm going to listen. I listen, but I don't necessarily no, do. follow. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, of course not, of course not. No. Uh, I'm definitely grateful for their support, though, with having the baby. Mm-hmm. The other day she fell out of bed. Two days ago she fell out of bed, and so I just immediately called my dad. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, what do I do? She's fine, by the way. <laughs> Anyway, off the topic of babies. So that's what he was talking about when he said this Yidza thing. Um, and I wish I had a better answer for you, Patrick. I don't know. Maybe you can ask some of your Chinese-American uh, women friends if they do that. Or, I don't know, maybe you're shy to ask them. But I'm sorry I don't have the answer for you. Well, maybe if there's anyone out there who has... Who, if you are like, Chinese-American or... Um, or even I'm intrigued to know if there's any foreigners who, because I know there are um, a couple of ladies who listen who um, have Chinese husbands and have children here, so perhaps they did it as well. I'd be curious to know their experiences, whether they did or did not, or you know what they thought about the whole thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, okay, so should we move on to Patrick's question about the names yeah so he asks us if anyone helped us come up with our chinese name so holly do you have a chinese name i do i do um but it's it's been changed so chamson gave me my name 
and it's uh, Huali. Um, and the she, you like she gave me the name because she thought it sounds cute, and it's obviously based on my on my name Holly. Um, but she she gave me um, the the character Hua um, because it's the same family name as the Chinese martial artist, um, and he was called uh, uh, Hua Yuanjia, and uh, he yeah he was a, a Chinese martial artist at the beginning of the twentieth century. Oh okay, yeah. and 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 Lee is means jasmine, oh. so it's kind of got a bit of floral in there. Kung Fu jasmine, Kung Fu jasmine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that wasn't the first Chinese name I had. The fi- the first one I had was the the ch- uh, Chinese word for lily. But then uh, someone said to me that they thought it was like a <laughs> I don't even know what this means like a gay name. Oh yeah, so I, I don't know, don't know a don't, gay name. Yeah, I don't know what that means. But that's what someone told me. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Do people call you by your Chinese name? No. Yeah. No, never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's there. I, I've got it on my business card, but yeah, I don't, I don't use it. Mm-hmm. Same for me. So mine's also... So mine is... So in Chinese names, maybe you don't know... Maybe everybody doesn't know this, but um, the family name comes first. So Wei is the first character in my Chinese name, so that's the family name, and it reflects my family name, which is Wilson. So Wei and Wilson are both very typical um, family names in their respective cultures. So and Wei kind of kind of sounds a little bit like Wilson. I mean, it's got the W sound. And then Noi, so Noi is kind of like Nora, the sound of Nora. Mm-hmm. And then Yi is it means joy because my middle name is Joy. And so it's it's kind of like references my full name, but then it also supposedly it's got some kind of like a story. There's like some kind of a Chengyu behind it. I don't really understand what it is because a person who gave it to me, um, it was actually a family who decided. Uh, it took a long time to decide, actually. And apparently, it's a really clever usage mm-hmm. of the characters. Yeah, the characters way noye, and it, it means something really uh, clever. But to be honest, I don't use it mine either. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, mine. Obviously, I don't have my family name in there. In there, when I, 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 I should really. But when Champson gave me the name, she said, "Oh, like this sounds. This sounds cute." And really, for. Um, when foreigners get a Chinese name, the rules are sort of different. Like, now your name obviously has some sort of meaning, but in general, uh, Western names are based on, like, transliter- transliteration, uh, which basically is based on the pronunciation and very rarely has any, me- like, meaning, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, the co- some of the, there's certain characters that are often used in, like, Western names, um, like, uh, uh, fool, which is um, lucky. Although that to me that seems like a word that is is, is quite important. But according to Champson, uh, I wrote I wrote an article um, for in Chinese about this like uh, translation of like Western names into Chinese, and she said this is just a word uh, a character that is frequently used in in names in in Western names. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of we get a lot of emails from people saying like, "Can you translate my name into Chinese?" Yeah, there's no real translation for any names into Chinese. That's it. Yeah, um, it doesn't work like that. It's, I mean, it's like with any other language, really. It's, it's. Well, I mean, I guess people are thinking with because with Chinese, if you take the name and you could just put the pronunciation into Latin letters, but it's not going to mean anything. Right. Yeah, that's it. Um, so you could potentially do a similar thing with your name, like if your name is, uh, it's like Robert, let's say, you can be like, or something like that, something you take is some sounds, but it doesn't really translate. It doesn't translate as anything, probably. No, 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 it definitely doesn't have any meaning. Yeah. Um, which yeah, which is a misconception a lot of the times because we on on written Chinese we actually have a name generator which is pretty it's cool it's cool like you you'll get a Chinese name based on your English name, um, but it's not I mean it's, it's not, not a gonna, direct yeah it's not gonna have some sort of like uh, mean you know 
meaningful translation. It's it's just well, we chose the characters that meant something yeah, interesting. We yeah, we did. Yeah, it's not you're not gonna be just called like because my the my fam like the character used for my family name actually means suddenly, <laughs> which is sort of like really random. Like, suddenly, Holly. You know? Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, like it's it's not gonna have it's not gonna have. S I don't know, like a striking meaning to you or, or relate to your your personality or anything. Mm -hmm. um, although, I, from what I understand, like Chinese names for Chinese pe people, like for babies, are are often chosen. Can often be chosen, like from a family member, like years and like uh, years before the baby's born. Like they'll choose sort of specific characters that mean something in the family. Mm. Um, although I guess that the naming process differs between families. Um, yeah, and they take you take your family name from your father, not from your mother, which I mm -hmm. always find quite interesting. Because when they when Chinese couples get married, they don't take another. They don't take the woman doesn't take the man's name. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I I also sort of wanted to chat a little bit about Chinese people choosing English names. Oh. <laughs> Because <laughs> I think that's pretty interesting. I think I, I'm, I'm, I feel, feel like that's a more interesting topic than us choosing our names. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, we could definitely talk about that. I just want to make one more point on mm -hmm. the um, choosing a Chinese name. Also, just before we move on to that, because that's also a really interesting topic. Mm -hmm. um, it's just that one of the reasons that I don't use my Chinese name is that. Um, okay, it's it's not very common that you see somebody in China who speaks decent Chinese, um, who's a foreigner, and so the more Chinese I become, the more I'm treated like a Chinese person. Really? Yeah. In what way? Well, just in the sense that okay, if I go to okay, let's let's do a simple example. So most people in China live, in, or at least in Shenzhen who are, let's say, upper middle class, live in these gated communities. Mm -hmm. They have, like, gardens. And when I go to visit friends in gardens, um, <laughs> if I go and... Uh, and usually when you go into the garden, you need some kind of a key card or you need a permission or you need to fill out some paperwork with your passport mm -hmm. or ID card... In order to get in, you, they ask all these questions. Who are you going to see? Blah, 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 blah. So if I speak Chinese to these guards, mm -hmm. then I have to go through all this procedure. Like, yeah. oh, they ask you to, like, sign all this stuff. And they ask you where you're going, who are you visiting, mm -hmm. all these questions. But if I go and I pretend I don't speak any Chinese, then they just open the door. But do you think that's to do with having a Chinese name, though? Not to do with a Chinese name. The distinction becomes... The more similar to Chinese people you, you are, mm. the more they treat you like a Chinese person. I guess. So, it, and I see this in a lot of different situations, not just with this, like, okay, can you gain, gain entrance in this mm. apartment complex or not? People will spend an extra effort trying to understand you and, like, give you slightly different treatment if they know that you're a foreigner versus... Like, okay, looking at my face, it should be very obvious that I'm not Chinese. Yeah. But if I speak Chinese to some people, then I suddenly become Chinese in their eyes. Like, they, mm. they don't see my face anymore. I've even had people ask me, like, are you, what, which part of China are you from? Are you Chinese? Blah, blah, blah. Mm. Even though I clearly look like a Westerner. And so I've found that it's actually sometimes to my benefit to make mistakes in Chinese, to, to distinguish that I'm not a Chinese person because you get different treatment. So if I go to, for example, if I go to the hospital mm -hmm. and uh, I give them a Chinese name, then I'm also required to fill out all of this paperwork and in Chinese. In Chinese. Yeah. If I give them a Western name, they do it for me mm -hmm. because they know that I can't read or write sure. Chinese, you know, or at least they assume I can't do it well enough to. Mm -hmm. To handle it myself. Yeah. So if I take a Chinese name, 
then I'm also assuming somehow a Chinese identity, and then I become a part of the system here. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I mean that I don't I don't know many foreigners that have done that, like who sort of use their Chinese name and like assimilated into Chinese sort of culture. I don't think. I don't know. It's just a mentality for a Chinese person. Mm. I feel like. Um, it's just really clear when I see when I see. Oh, I'm dealing with a foreigner versus oh, I'm dealing with a Chinese person who, who, who just seems a little bit strange. Yeah, I don't know if how <laughs> it doesn't make Chinese people look great <laughs> with the like thinking that you're Chinese. I mean, that's I don't know bizarre. Yeah, no, I've also been really <laughs> shocked. Like, you know, when they've asked me that question, "Are you Chinese?" and then I'm just looking back at them, like. Do I even should I even answer this question? Like, what what should I what do I even say? So I'm just like staring at them and hoping that there's some hint of recognition that they realize that I'm not a Chinese person. Um, but it's just like something programmed. This it's like really, I think it's just not because so few foreigners. The difference is just like so few foreigners speak Chinese, and so when you do, you somehow like. Or in, in, enter this gateway in between, like they just can't believe that a foreigner could learn Chinese, basically, and so because so few do, and so in their mind, you suddenly you must either be Chinese or maybe one of your parents is Chinese or you're from Xinjiang where they kind of look more Turkic or、mm. more almost like European. So I don't know, something mentally switches in the brain. Oh, I just don't think it switches on at all. Yeah, in some cases. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just because for so long nobody. I mean, nowadays you see some Chinese here and there. They have like some famous people even become famous in China just by learning Chinese because they're so surprised that you can actually learn Chinese. Like Dashan, there's a guy who I think he was Canadian, learned to speak Chinese really well, and he was one of the first people. See the guy in the movies. Um. I haven't. I come. I came across a guy when I was researching for this. There was a guy. I can't remember his name, but he's.、Uh, he speaks Chinese, and he's.、Uh, he's either from the US or the UK, and he.、Uh, he's like in Chinese movies, like the like one of the only foreigners who was in Chinese movies. Oh, sort of like not kung fu, but like action, historical drama type things. I don't know who on earth he's playing, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.、Um, uh, no, I don't know if it's that guy. I think this guy. This is an older guy. Okay.、Um, but、uh, the point is, it's just not a common thing. So they just assume that if you're speaking the language, then you must have some blood ties、mm. to China. Yeah. I don't so know. So that's like one of the reasons why I don't use my Chinese name is because I want people to identify me as a foreigner.、Mm-hmm. For the same reason that. Um, so I've also maintained my family name in、uh, after being married. Not not because I. Well, there are a couple of reasons, but anyway,、um, one of the reasons is that my first name is also a common Bulgarian name, and so if I took my husband's last name, then my whole name would be Bulgarian. And since I also can blend in over there, not that my Bul- Bulgarian is very good, but because I look. Like I could be Bulgarian, like I look similar to like people、mm-hmm. wouldn't know just from looking at me that I was a foreigner. I kind of like having the identity, like retaining that identity, because then on paperwork people realize that they're dealing with a foreigner.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, but I, I mean, I also think that it's good for foreigners to, you know, to have a Chinese name at the same time. I think it shows that you're interested in Chinese culture and that. Um, you you,、uh, I don't know, willing to accept the Chinese language and China itself. I don't know. I feel like foreigners who are not really interested in, are here and not really interested if they don't have a Chinese name. It's sort of so, to me, it sort of seems a bit rude. Like a lot of Chinese people, okay, it's for a different reason. They change. They get a foreign name because. Maybe people struggle with, like Patrick said, a lot of people struggled with to say his Chinese name. But I, I think, why, why shouldn't you? If you're in China, you have a Chinese name, even if you don't use it, even if you just have it for fun. And like, if a Chinese friend asks you what's your Chinese name, then you can tell them.、Mm. Mm-hmm. I just tell like for those Chinese people who can't pronounce my name, which is、uh, most Chinese people. 
because <laughs> a r sound is not a a sound you hear in Chinese. But um, I just tell him I just do like a Chineseified version. That's of my that's name. What, me too. So I just say Nola. Yeah, and I Nora have, Nola. <laughs> yeah, I have Howley because that's what everyone called me when I first came here. Holly, because yeah. they Howley. couldn't say for some reason. Holly is really difficult. <laughs> is it? Is it? Yeah, so Holly was... Yeah, I just choose, choose some character, But it doesn't mean anything. I don't even know how it would write no. it in Chinese characters. I guess I just... Nua la. Probably just like la, like the exclamation. Mm-hmm. So... Which is a common one to use, I think. Another common character used in, chi- in transliteration yeah. names. Just um, to make it easier for Chinese people to say my name. <laughs> say my name, say my name. <laughs> Thanks for that. Uh, So, yeah, on to Chinese people choosing English names. Yes, this is great, actually. Yeah, so, for those of you who don't know, uh, this is more about women than men, but there are lots of, uh, I guess, what you might refer to as stripper names, (laughs) uh, such as cherry and candy and also fruits. Uh, orange and although I never banana, but apple is is always one. Um, yeah, and it's. I mean, I I guess it's. I don't know what, how they choose their Chinese uh, their English names. Oh, I think just randomly or something they saw in a movie or cartoon. I That's feel like. I guess what what I w- yeah what I would think too, but pr- yeah probably also from like I mean apple uh, that's got to be. F- Either because it's probably one of the first words they learned. Uh, I mean, it is. Uh, you, you, as a teacher, you teach the kids apple. Like that's one of the first words. So I'm guessing that's like. It's, I guess it's an easy word to remember, mm-hmm. and m- maybe also because it's a brand as well. Maybe. Although I don't know many people who are named after brands. No, but I definitely had a few students called Obama. <laughs> <laughs> And MJ really? for Michael Jackson. Wow. Quite a few, actually. And there's always a big thing with, like, really bad, like, miss... I don't even know what you would call it. Like, not just misspellings, but how English name... There's an in- they've, they've, They think that they've named their child an English name, but it's all, all, almost some sort of, like, weird concoction of, uh, like, uh, they've, like, stuck names together. Yeah. It's the same as if you just used a Chinese, like, if you didn't speak Chinese, you do nothing about China, and you just hacked together, you just picked a few characters based off a dictionary definition, and just stuck them together and yeah. called yourself that. The meaning to the Chinese people will be totally different than what you imagine in your head. Like, you might take a character, it's like, oh, one of the meanings for this character is love, and one of the meanings right. for this character is faith. But you have no idea how yeah. it sounds put together, or if those words are actually, like, used in modern Chinese to mean what you think they mean. And so it's a similar kind of a thing. Because I've had students mm-hmm. also who were called, like, things like sunner, because they like right. the word sunny, but they just, like, wanted to make it cooler somehow. So it's like, sunner... Cloud, cloudy, I've uh, had, yeah. like, all these random... Rainy. <laughs> yeah, rainy, and spelled in a strange way, rainy, with E-Y, mm-hmm. and, uh, like, spelling, they just take liberty. Jesus, but, like, there's that sign, Jesus is, like, this bodybuilder who spelled his name J-E-S-S-U-S, Jesus. Um, yeah. Uh, and I, like Holly said, I've met quite a few candies, yeah. cherry, like it's and ad- like grown. They're not kids; they're adult, like grown yeah. ups. Like, yeah. and it's also very common for people to just change a name randomly. Just like, oh, I've changed my name now. I don't. I didn't want to be called Catherine. Now I want to be called Penelope. Mm. They would never <laughs> choose that name because it's too long. There are usually words that are like quite quite easy to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yellow, I think I had one called Yellow. Just, yeah. Just seem to be randomly picking words out of the dictionary. Yeah, I guess it's probably just a word that they like the sound of, but also, like, if they've taken anything, they could have taken words from their own Chinese name because although the Chinese names, like, may have been chosen for a reason, those words, like, if they say have the character like the, the a character for like 
what's it like carrot or something it wouldn't mean carrot that's <laughs> just a silly example like the the name wouldn't mean carrot in chinese but they might take that word and then use it in english and mm. become carrot in english <laughs> this is a long drawn out explanation of how this works but i don't know the the Ch- the english names are often very peculiar there's a, there's a couple of um uh, like websites that have been created recently that are there to sort of help Chinese people choose real English names so they're not strippers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But I think they do a better job than uh, foreigners who just like randomly get like a... I see so many... Now that I can actually read the Chinese, when I see people's tattoos in Chinese, I'm just like... <sighs> Well, they're just silly, really, aren't they? They're so silly. It's like, do you imagine them tattooing it on themselves and thinking, it's got all this meaning and blah, yeah. blah, blah, but it's just, looks so stupid. I'm sorry about it if you guys out there have yourself a Chinese tattoo, but it just, it looks ridiculous. It's to dangerous. Somebody who can actually, like, read it. I feel like, I not dangerous. It's just like, but I, I feel like it amazes me that no one thinks that, I guess they, because pe- a lot of people like don't understand how the Chinese language works. I guess people just think it's like a direct translation. Like, okay, what's the word for love? And they just put oh, one here character. Yeah, you know, what's the word for peace? Okay, great. So I've got love, peace. There, they're all the typical ones, aren't they? Yeah. <sighs> yep. Yep. But no one seems to think. Wait a second. These are. This is a language that I do not speak or can read. Or anything, and yeah, I'm just gonna get it tattooed on my skin permanently. I guess that's part forever. of it, though. It's like a secret meaning because you think like, oh, this is this means I know what this means, and most people don't know what it means, so it's like a secret. Yeah, um, but what it really means is chow man. Yeah, <laughs> there's a bunch of pictures of. Oh, I saw like one that was like, I'm an ugly boy. He's got like he, this man's got this tattoo all the way down his the side of his abdomen and. Thinks he's all hot, but it's like, it just says, like, I'm an ugly boy. And there's, a, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of uh, yeah. other sites out there that have just there like a compilation a of lot. these terrible Chinese tattoos. Yeah, I am. Um, we have a tattoo article in written Chinese, and when I was researching for that, I came across a lot of bizarre fo- photos. In fact, there might be a link to, like, a site that has, like, a lot of, bad, you know, mistranslated tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also a picture of uh, David Beckham's tattoos. <laughs> I'm not a massive fan of him, but his tattoos are cool. <laughs> and I think they're correct in Chinese. So Probably at least he did his research. You pay somebody to, <laughs> he ought to yeah. sort one out for him yeah. properly. Hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of lost in translation between the two cultures. Like, these are some of the farthest cultures apart, I feel like. American or British culture and Chinese. I feel like they're very so starkly different so you can't just like a does not equal b you can't just there's there's very few direct translations of anything yeah in the yeah. language and and also some characters have multiple meanings and yeah as nora said like if you were to have like if you were to have more than one character like as if you think oh this these two characters one means love and one means peace but if you put them together goodness knows what it's going to say it's i mean it's probably not- just going to sound like gibberish but, like, basically, chi- one Chinese character does not equal a word. Mm-hmm. Like, that's lesson number one. Like, one character is not a word. It's, like, one character is, like, a vague concept. Mm. It doesn't mean... It doesn't mean anything directly in another language. It just can't... You can't... It's, it's So, a lot of times, if you ask Chinese people, like, Oh, what does this character mean? they struggle to tell you what it means because it's got... Most characters have such broad mm-hmm. meanings. You have to use them in combination with other characters to grasp actually what the meaning is, which is one of the most interesting and difficult parts about learning Chinese. Yeah. But for that reason, you can't just, like, stamp one Chinese character on, you know, the back... You know, like, on your wrist or something like that and expect mm-hmm. that it has some kind of meaning. It, it'll just be a very kind of strange obscure, like, basically non-meaningful thing just standing there by itself. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the warning against Chinese tattoos. Yeah. I thought I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, because Patrick was asking, because his name was Yu, 
And he said、oh, yeah. that's a very、oh, difficult yeah, right, right, name right. to pronounce for English speakers, and that's true because that kind of like e, that sound doesn't exist、mm-hmm. in English. And he asked for some advice for how to explain to foreigners how to pronounce his name. Mm. But Patrick, I gotta say, it's about the mouth. I think, isn't it? Yeah, I think like you put your, you put your mouth like you're gonna say an e sound, but instead, so you put it in that e position, but instead you say e. So it's got so you can do that. But I think Patrick, you're just gonna be best by just telling people that it's you, like you y o u, because I think that's the closest you're gonna get.、Yeah. Unless you know, like, let's say you're dating somebody and it's getting serious, and you want them to be、yeah. able to properly pronounce your name, then that's what I would tell them. I would say, put your mouth in the shape like you're gonna say e, but then instead of saying e, say e e. Try to say u through the same、hmm. formation. That's that's how I see it. E, and also I think because the、uh, tones, so it's the third tone e. I I don't know. You're gonna also have to explain how that works, cause u is different from u. So even if they get the shape and the and the sound right, they're gonna have a hard time pronouncing it properly without the tone. Well, I'm sure if if Patrick meets a lady or or a man, you know, whatever,、um, <laughs> I'm sure they'll be interested. If they're not Chinese themselves, they, I'm sure they'll be interested in learning the language. I think. Yeah, just repeat it. Just repeat it over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah, I should not. <laughs> Just put your mouth in the shape and ask them to imitate the shape. <laughs> But on a simpler level, I would just say use you because you is obviously a very common、um, word in、mm-hmm. English, and so it'll be very easy for them to remember it. So just say, "Oh, my name's you." You. Yeah. Much easier that way. Patrick, you. Patrick, you. <laughs> Cool. All right. Well,、um, do we have a word of the week? Sure. We're talking all about Chinese names, so we'll give you the word for name, which is Mingzi.、Um, and I want to make a comment. This is something that took me a little bit of time to sort out when I came to China. When you ask somebody their name,、um, if they're up here, versus if like if there's somebody you work with who's about the same age as you, or somebody you're going to school with. You can ask them directly what their name is. Mingzi is actually it means the、um, your first like what we would say is your first name, your non-family name Mingzi. But、um, actually, to say your full name, it's Xingming. So you have the the last name is Xing, and the first name is Ming. So when people ask you、um, what your name is in Chinese, there's two different ways to do this. If it's if it's somebody who is A stranger to you, they'll ask you like, "Ni xing shemo," like, "What's your family name?" Because it's a more polite way to ask. But if you know someone closer or they're a peer with you, then you can say "ni jiao shemo mingzi." So there's like two different distinctions. There's one to ask someone's first name and one to ask somebody's last name. And the last name is more polite to ask than the first name. Okay, great. Well, I'll put the links、uh, to both. I'll I'll put both actually on the、um, writtenchinese.com/episode eighty six page, and they will link to our dictionary, so you can learn how to pronounce the characters, how to、uh, write the characters,、um, and how to you know use them in different combinations as well. Oh, there's example sentences too, so you can learn how to use them properly. Check it out. Cool.、Uh, yeah. Well, thank you.、Um, I want to say thanks to Patrick again. He left his message on our voicemail page. So if you have a question for us, you can go to writtenchinese.com/slash/voicemail and leave us a question there, or you can leave us a question on any any of our podcast pages or on facebook.com. We're at Two White Chicks, which is T W O.、Um, Yeah, is there anywhere else you can get us? I don't know. Yeah, I mean we're on writtenchinese.com pretty much everywhere too. You can、yeah. just send us an email to support at writtenchinese.com. We recently had a support email from somebody who was shocked that we were the ones responding. Oh, is it Holly? Yeah, that, that's that was Nancy from last week. Yeah, she was like, "Are you the same Holly?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's just us. It's just us <laughs> sat in the office." Three、um, of us, the three musketeers. It's true. Yeah, Champs and Holly and Nora. 
Um, speaking of which, if you haven't done so already and you are learning Chinese, um, we mentioned about studying for HSK earlier in the show, and we have all the HSK vocabulary preloaded into the app for free as flashcards so you can study and um, prepare for your exam. We've also created a separate category for HSK words, so one set of flashcards has HSK words that are cumulative, so it includes all the words from the previous um, levels, and then another set includes just the new words. So if you've already studied for HSK 1 and HSK 2 and you're working on HSK 3, you can um, study just on the new words if you want to, or you can have everything together and give yourself a review from the previous levels before. So that's kind of a cool new flashcard set mm -hmm. that we have in the app, and you can set it as a study goal. It'll give you how many words you need to learn every day in order to reach your goal and track your progress, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And that's what we've been working on behind the scenes over here. Yeah, and the app and, the, and those HSK flashcards are free. Yes. Uh, so if you want to download the app, you can just get it on writtenchinese.com. It's right on mm -hmm. the homepage. There are two links, iOS, Android. Uh, yeah. And you can also use the online version if you don't, if you have a different, if you have a Windows phone or something like that. We have everything available online pretty much. Yep. So you can study your flashcards, read the storybooks, use the dictionary, all that stuff online as well for free. So you have no excuse. <laughs> yeah, what are you waiting for? As soon as we've said bye, you've got to go. Okay? Yeah, do it. <laughs> all right. Okay. Join us again next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.